0: Hi friends, thanks for tuning into In Other News, a random podcast about stuff, the kind of stuff you think about every day, or at least some days. Here's the setup. Once upon a time, three young guys worked together to deliver news and weather from a local TV station. Today, they're a little older, a little wiser, and they're back to discuss the things that really matter, and a few things that don't. Thanks for listening. Now here's Axel, Joe, and Adam.
1: Hello and welcome to In Other News with Axel, Joe, and Adam. Thanks for downloading or streaming us. Uh, this is, I believe, our seventh edition of the podcast or seventh episode. Happy New Year. That's, yeah,
0: happy that's New our Year. Second, it's our second year of the podcast. <laughs> second year.
2: Well, at okay. least we could call it season two, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, right. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: that's a good idea. Yeah, season
2: two. <laughs> right. We took season a little break. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so start of season two,
1: you know, for 90% of our listeners, that means you are likely related to us or our friends of ours. Uh, <laughs> so welcome back to the show. It's good to have you back. For the other 10% of you who are listening, it, it likely means that your your mobile device malfunctioned or froze up and you're unable to do anything else with it until you turn it off and turn it on again. But uh, before you turn it off and turn it on again, sit back a few minutes and hopefully you'll find something to enjoy in today's podcast. So uh, sitting immediately to my south, and by immediately, I mean by several miles. It's Axel. How are you, Axel?
2: I am good. Thank you, sir. How are you? Good. knew you are going fine so far. It is. You know, I was just pondering the question, how long can you actually stay Happy New Year?
1: I was thinking about that last week, too. I sent an email to someone on the 7th or 8th saying Happy New Year. I was like, so have we passed it? Is the first week okay? I, I, well, I think you, you know, can I, do it on your first
0: uh, meeting of that individual I for the period so. of the month.
2: Uh, for the month. Okay, cuz I yep. once I went by that rule and then one time it was March and I said happy new year to one of my coworkers <laughs> like okay. That's a little Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so you also heard uh Adam who is sitting uh to my north by uh several miles. Adam, how are you doing? How's your new year?
0: It's going great. It's good to see you guys. hear you guys.
3: Yeah,
1: it's good talk to about talk stuff. to you. Exactly. So uh, on today's episode, we've got uh, another round of stuff to talk about uh adam is going to lead us off today talking about some new year's resolutions and uh uh, discuss that a little bit more about their importance are they still important Uh, we'll see Uh, since this show is called in other news and our lead-in says that we're all former uh, tv people that worked in tv newsrooms in the same station and same market that uh, thought it'd be good to maybe rely on our expertise and talk a little bit about some of our most memorable TV memories that uh, to share with folks and then uh, axel's going to lead us in a sort of a lost in translation sort of segment uh, because Axel for those who have listened uh, born in Germany and some yeah. of the some of the sayings uh, in that country uh, are not translatable or don't translate as well to this country and I'm sure vice versa I'm sure you've heard some sayings here that uh, haven't uh, made some sense uh, to a a German born individual. So, and of course, we'll wrap up with our uh, patented lightning round, which sometimes is lightning fast. Sometimes uh, we've heard it's not as fast. (laughs) Usually,
0: usually it's when Jack, uh, when, when Axel, uh, do you, do you notice how I almost combined your names, Jaxel? <laughs> Jaxel? <Jackson>? Anyway, Jackson? <laughs> yeah. anyway when, when Axel asked the questions, they they often provoke deep thought. Uh, <laughs> and and that's, those are the not-so-light round questions.
2: I will be more trivial next time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and before we take uh, our first break, uh, speaking of Axel and that name that prompted me, and uh, Adam, you and I had talked about this too, and Axel, you, I, we sent this to you too, that One of the number one baby names last year in our region was Axel for boys uh, in the the Austin and Albert Lee, Minnesota areas, and I did not realize how popular the name Axel has become.
0: I didn't either. I believe that that's personally because Axel lives in that county. Is think so, a
2: positive influence. (laughs) Yes. Maybe uh I'll I'll I guess I'll take it, but I, I still remember when I was born, which is uh nineteen seventy-eight, uh my um great aunt never um she never forgave my parents for naming me Axel because she claimed it was a dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> and of course that's not true. And the reason why my parents named me Axel is because they wanted something short that cannot be abbreviated, so you know. Axel oh. is Axel. It's not Alexander, Alex. It's it's Axel. Huh. So huh.
0: there you yeah. go. And, and maybe that's, that's an interesting. Why... That's an interesting reason.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like... That uh, I guess they quickly agreed to that one, and here, <laughs> here I am.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's why parents have been choosing that one as well because it's a, a powerful sounding name, and you can't abbreviate it or shorten it. So yeah, that's great. Well, anyway, uh, so much for the lead in uh, the opening of the show. Why don't we take a quick quick break do we take a quick break now i haven't been listening to the show for a while i just <laughs> i just record them or do we hop right in the first segment here uh we can uh, uh
0: let's um hmm
1: it's well get... since since we have no
0: sponsors uh there's really no <laughs> reason to take a break <laughs>
1: well it's true Why well, we just take a breath why don't we just take a breath a moment of reflection and then launch into uh the first segment of the day Okay,
0: we've got our deep breathing uh, out of the way. That actually, that could be a New Year's resolution to take more deep breaths during yes. the day.
3: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, okay, so we're mindful now. Um, and and I have been wrestling, gentlemen, with the idea of should I have a New Year's resolution or not? and um, And now we're on, let's see, we're on the 10th of January, and I still have not... Uh, answered that question in my mind so i thought you know who best to give me advice on this than you two uh but uh, you know being being the legitimate podcast that we are i got some research on new year's resolutions uh and uh following in joe's footsteps joe was the uh joe was the first one to actually do research for his segment uh (laughs) and so i figured i better step it up a notch but so uh Here's what I learned, that uh, New Year's resolutions are actually practiced by a large percentage of the population. Do you guys want to venture a guess on what percentage of the population says that they are, quote, determined to learn something new, make a lifestyle change, or set a personal goal as an effort to better themselves in 2021? What percent of the
2: population? I'm going to say probably around 70%. 70%.
1: Normally, I would say 50%, but 20, given what we went through in 2020, I would say it's going to be higher for 2021. So I'll go 75. Ooh, very
0: close, Joe. So it's actually 74.02% according to this study. That is up 15% from last year, by the way. There you go. So Makes yeah, uh, so Joe, uh, with your rationale, more people are making resolutions. Now, I happen to fall, I guess, into that 15% category that has not yet, uh, but but maybe this will convince me to do it. So of those surveyed, do you guys think that more men make resolutions or women, bearing in mm. mind that 80% of our listeners are women?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would go with the female your side here. Okay,
1: Joe? Uh, I'm going to say men make more resolutions than
0: women. It, this surprised me. It's actually very close. It's 73.7% for men and 74.2% really? for women.
3: Huh? Okay.
0: okay, so let's let's break it down generationally because if you look at our audience profile, we have a very wide range, right? So we've got Millennials and Gen Zers, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know if we have anybody in the Silent Generation, uh, but but we have uh, we have some wisdom-based folks uh, mm-hmm. who are listening to the podcast. So so for millennials, believe it or not, eighty-eight percent of millennials—that's fifty-eight million people—say uh, they'll make a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. uh, now. For Gen Zers, which is the younger group, the group that's younger than that, what percent do you think it is?
2: Probably less. Less? Yeah. Joey, you got the up or down
0: on that one?
1: I'm going the less as well. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 91%, 91% of Gen Zers. Um, this also was interesting to me. Oh, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> In case you were wondering about our generation, which is Gen X, or 60% of us uh make resolutions. Apparently, what this study shows is that as you get older, um, you care less about making New Year's yeah, resolutions. Making changes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and finally, this was interesting to me that uh, what percentage of the population that makes a resolution uh believes that they will never accomplish it?
2: That they will never accomplish it. They will never accomplish it. <laughs> well, I'd say probably at least half of them.
1: Yeah, I would go. That I was going to say half as well, but since we're going to, we'll do different answers. I'll say two thirds. I'll go sixty-six percent. Uh, so I'll never do it.
0: Well, you guys are you guys uh, you guys have a pessimistic view of the population, <laughs> <apparently>. <laughs> because I thought
3: this
0: was I I thought this was a large number. It's only twelve percent. Twelve percent of Americans. <laughs> Uh, don't believe that their resolution is within reach.
3: So, Mm. uh,
0: And that's about the same number of people who think it's possible, but they aren't entirely confident uh, or they're neutral. So 13% are neutral uh, and 74% are saying, I am going to do this. Until about January 24th, when they realized that they haven't.
2: I was just going to ask, what is the average date <laughs> yeah. of uh, news resolutions going into the dump? Yeah, <laughs> get, I get, don't give
0: Let's see. Uh, let's see if this has this. So, so top three categories. What are the top three categories for for resolution? Oh, it's got to be health. Uh, health related, uh, for sure, ask, yeah. Ding ding, health number one. Forty five percent
2: of resolutions are about health. Maybe uh, uh, technology related also you know less less uh yeah, like less a, screen time less you know i was
1: say time management or time management, management. Oh, Yeah, activity. That would fall yep.
2: under
0: uh, I will I will give you credit for a self-improvement category. There there you go. 37% of resolution self-improvement. Uh, how Money. about finance? Ching Ching? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, finances. Yeah, 33%. How about um, a new skill? Uh I think that's under self-improvement there is oh, career sorry. career makes the top Uh, Six at 15%. Uh, Something about family, a new uh, category introduced in this survey for this year about families. 25% of the resolutions are about families, probably because we've been spending so much time together with the family. Mm -hmm. And then right in time for February, 15% have a resolution around love. (laughs) 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 Whatever that means. That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) interesting well yeah well uh, so uh, Adam as a Gen Xer you had said that you uh, you have not settled on what your resolution is yet correct Uh, that's
0: correct I feel like I should probably lose weight but I'm not sure I'm committed enough to put it
1: in resolution form yeah I'm kind of in the same boat it's like I do need to lose weight Um, and I the first it wasn't true resolution but this first week I quit eating food after seven o'clock at night to try yeah, and that's get a done. good start yes yeah, yes. yeah. well uh, it worked great for the first four days or first week and then the weekend hit and then it kind of went sideways and I was also uh, getting out to walk every day trying to get a 20 30 minute break to do that but then there were uh, triple headers of football uh, oh, over yeah. the weekend so um, that one has fallen a bit by the wayside but maybe it'll Kick back in starting tomorrow. Weekends weekends will be my cheat days. How about that?
3: <laughs>
1: Those are important. And the weekend
0: starts on what day? Thursday. Uh, Thursday and ends on Tuesday.
1: Friday at yeah Friday at five, and then Monday at eight a.m. is when this is the stretch of the weekend.
0: I have started. Uh, I have started. Uh, I don't know if I want to admit this, but since our audience cues female, uh, I have started yoga. Um, wow! Which, oh, yeah. good for you. Which I actually uh, am am I kind of enjoy it i feel a lot better we started it uh i started it I, I i i roped our uh marketing director and my spouse uh in on it and and so we've been doing uh yoga most days trying to get it really? most days and wow uh, it's actually it's a it's a it's a uh it's it's turning out to be a good fitness
1: activity mm-hmm. so mm, interesting great. yeah did a good stretch stay limber that's good i mean your flexibility uh as the elder statesman of this trio here i can <laughs> confirm that your flexibility uh, slowly fades over time so good for you to, to, to try some yoga to limber up
0: you know yes, I've, uh, I've learned a lot of breathing techniques it's, it's been the majority of it <laughs>
2: <laughs> one you know one observation i've made guys is that um well, for so for one thing, I did not make a, any resolutions for this year, at least not right now, because I happen to be I happen to be on the road over the New Year's holiday, New Year's Eve, and so something about not you know when you're not home, waking up in your own bed like for that New Year, so it, it's like it, it was just ruined not being home at that time. So you know you're on the road, you you live differently anyways, and so I didn't have any resolutions, but. One um, discovery I made last year was uh, there was a couple of times when my wife and I uh, gave ourselves week-long challenges, and one of them was a no added sugar for a full week. Ooh. So not not zero sugar, but no added yeah. sugar, right? So you study the nutrition labels and whatnot. And in that one week that we did this, we kept each other accountable and so forth, but I lost five pounds just like that. Wow! And so now my thinking, unfortunately, is... I don't need a New Year's resolution to live healthier. All I need to do is not add sugar for a week and I'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Maybe we'll have to have, maybe we should have weekly challenges on the podcast.
1: I mean, that's a good idea,
2: and then yeah. we report back. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: I think our uh, employer has a, a diet plan uh, that has talked about you know adding new habits, positive habits, versus you know giving things up completely. And I believe no sugar is is part of that as well. So, um, uh, yeah, if you can cut out sugar or added sugar, you know you can still have oh strawberries or things that have naturally occurring sugar. But yeah, if you can cut out the the
2: white crystal sugar that's awesome it's and it's hard it's hard i'll I'll talk about that some other time in second.
0: maybe we should do a only add more sugar
2: uh, (laughs) 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 yeah compare and contrast see how we feel (laughs) i did my wife i don't know if she was sending me a message but she did give me a bluetooth scale for christmas which allows you to you know you weigh yourself every morning and it's one of those that measures. uh you know water your water content your your um fat content muscle content and then there's an app that goes with it so you can trend your weight and um i have to admit so far that curve has only gone north (laughs) well the good thing is is you've got a lot of north
0: to go so that's right Thanks, uh, gentlemen. I I will. I am still on the hunt for a New Year's resolution. Maybe if I can put it off for another couple of weeks, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I do like the idea of these weekly challenges. So I'll have to I'll have to give that some thought. Uh, let's see. Next, next are we? Next are we? What? Gosh, I forgot the rundown, even. Joe, oh. who are we talking to next? Are we talking, You're talking to you? To or or are
1: talking to me we... next. We're talking okay. to me
0: next. Yeah, Joe's going to uh, help us with a little bit of flashback to our old TV days. We'll talk about that right when we come back.
1: All right. Welcome back, everyone, to uh, our next segment here. And as I talked about in the open, that. Um, Our narrator has shared, or announcer has shared, that we all used to work in TV back in the day. We are uh, TV news veterans, Um, and uh, it's always a good good for a podcast to talk about what our areas of expertise are. And certainly, uh, TV Uh, news has been one of those. We have expertise. (laughs) Well, we have experience. How about that? We have experience (laughs) (laughs) in what we did. So uh, I just thought it'd be fun or interesting to, to give people who have not been in the TV news business a peek behind the curtain of, of what goes on or just some fun memories or most memorable times, whether it's a story or a segment or, or something that we did uh, along the way. So uh, why don't we just kind of kick around some uh, thoughts of what were some of your uh, most memorable times spent in, in TV news or, or TV weather for that matter? Adam, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Axel? Who wants to go?
0: You know, I uh being the uh being the weatherman of the group, uh, you know, you, you guys are always out getting the hard hitting news stories. Uh, you know, and I just stared at the at the clouds. Uh but but I do remember I had I had two instances, which still, you know, to this day, which is uh probably uh, when when you start measuring the time and decades uh quite a while ago um there are two things that stand out to mind one was when i was a new uh meteorologist and uh the morning meteorologist i was the weekend guy the morning meteorologist and the uh, evening meteorologist had both left town and it was summer and summer in the midwest which you know always means that there's a chance for uh, severe weather and joe you'll probably remember this day but Uh, it was during uh, Rochester Fest. There was, so there's a big, you know, parade and everything else. And uh, I remember riding on the float during this parade when my weather pager went off, meaning that there was bad weather headed our way. So, uh, so I jumped off the, off the float halfway through the parade and, you know, uh, ran back to the station as fast as I could, which was not very fast because I wasn't very athletic. Uh, And I got there and Sure enough, these, these, this big line of storms was coming in. And, and I, uh, you know, I realized that, that I was gonna be in for a long night without much help because uh, both the other meteorologists were wrong and, and or were gone. And, and so I started running you know, the weather alerts. So there's, there's storms coming or whatever. And I remember that someone at the station came up and asked me to please stop running the weather alerts because we were showing the parade uh, but also recording the parade to be shown at a later date. And by me running these weather alerts to inform the population that their safety was in danger, I was ruining the retransmission of the parade broadcast.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, being a young and uh, uh, new weatherman, I wasn't quite sure what to make of that, but I was pretty sure that I should continue to, uh, to run the uh, weather alerts. Long story short, I kept it up, um, and, uh, we had some massive storms that night. Uh, we had hundred mile an hour winds, I think Axel down by you. Uh, we lost power, uh, actually we lost power. I I had been broadcasting for six and a half hours straight when we lost power, which I hate to say it was actually a welcome uh, thing because then I finally got a break, uh, um, and uh, we did not go uh, back on air until the next day, uh, when power was restored. But I think, uh, I think we might have even sent Joe out into the middle of that storm. Do you remember that, Joe?
1: I do because that was going to be part of my memorable uh memory. So, uh, it was a, a brush with death, actually, is what was happening. So, it was me and then um, uh, another reporter. Um, we kind of tag team uh, each other shooting uh, video for the other person. So I was volunteering a cameraman at that point. So as we were leaving Rochester to head north of town up towards Pine Island to get storm damage video, because we heard it was bad the way these storms were were moving across, that as we were leaving Rochester, that's when the power went off and it stayed off uh, until the next morning. But we get up to Pine Island and... When you get to the Pine Island exit from Rochester, you would have taken a right and then head out into the country that way. And you could see this big row of trees had been blown down at a farmstead. So we head out there. And I'm out there uh, with my colleague. And I, I told her, uh, I'm just going to get some quick video of this. I'm going to hop up on this log, get some quick video, and then um, just head back to the car. I'll be right there. And so uh, she goes back to the car. I get a on the log and I lose my footing. So what had happened, this tree had blown over and the big root system came up. So leaving this huge hole uh, in the ground um, filled with water because it just downpoured after the winds happened. And I lose my balance. And as I'm falling, I'm thinking, okay, oh, I'm going to get my shoes wet. Oh, my socks are going to get wet. This is going to be kind of messy and embarrassing. I fall into this hole and I just keep the water keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper. And suddenly I'm up wow. to my armpits in water and I'm holding this camera above my head. So it doesn't go in this water. Which, which at the 20, time was probably still
2: a 20 pound camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it's
1: a good old fashioned camera. So I, I'm holding it above my head. Um, I'm getting soaked. I'm trying to keep it dry. I'm also not a super strong swimmer. And this thing is about, you know, I'm on my tippy toes trying to keep above water. And fortunately the water was warm for some reason, even with all that rainwater. Uh, It was a warm, muggy day, so it it actually felt kind of nice to cool off there. So um, I crawl out of the hole. My reporter colleague did not see me fall in. I put the camera back in the trunk. I get in the car and I go, you're not going to believe this, I just fell in the water and nearly drowned back there. And they
0: were like, did you get video of it?
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, we we get this video and then we race back to Rochester, get some other storm video along the way to put it on the news that did not happen that night because we had no power. It was also the
0: night that they were trying to figure out, should they start the uh, 1940s era diesel generator uh, to get us back on the air? But we had to weigh whether we would all die of carbon monoxide uh, if they started it do you remember that
1: <laughs> yeah so if i remember right we wanted to fire that up just in case we weren't sure but we were fearful that there would be a power outage but uh, you had to open up the garage door and the way the tv station was constructed back in the day back downtown if you open that garage door to vent the the generator uh, the studio the tv studio was right there on the other side of the door basically so you'd have open air uh, into the studio where all our you know important camera equipment was and other technical equipment so i remember uh they started it up uh and then uh, had turned it off after it started and then maybe when they went back to turn it on the engine had seized so we could never really gets that generator restarted and it was pointless anyway because all of southeastern minnesota was out power for for hours and hours and hours after that basically all we had was if you had a radio um i know the local radio station went all night broadcasting uh updates from their studio instead
2: so 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 what year was this guys
0: i do not recall this was uh i think it was i was trying to figure that out i think it was june 19th it was either ninety-seven or ninety-eight.
1: Yeah, I was going to say ninety-seven, but it could have been ninety-eight. I think it was.
0: I think it was ninety-seven because I had just. I think I had just started uh, okay. around that time.
2: I still lived on the other side of the world at that time, so. <laughs> so you missed out. Yeah, it was yes. quite a quite
1: an ordeal back back then. So that was probably among my most memorable TV experiences. In addition to uh, when I was working in Madison, Wisconsin, as a TV photographer, I had to go to the governor's mansion in Madison. So Governor Tommy Thompson was in charge. Then, and then we were doing a live shot at 10. Another photographer was in the governor's mansion with the governor. And I don't know what they were talking about, what he was on the air for, for the 10 o'clock news. Then I was out there to keep an eye on the live truck to make sure it didn't have a hiccup up or any issues that we made sure we had the governor on the air so the interview's over and we're wrapping up and i go back inside the mansion and we're spooling up the the cords and stuff and getting ready to go and we hear a voice from out back. hey you guys want a beer and the cameraman and i look at each other and he goes is the governor talking to us about wanting a beer? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Governor Thompson comes walking around the corner. Yeah, hey, you guys want a beer? <laughs> and <laughs> it, granted, we're in Wisconsin. That's the nice thing to do. Um, right. But we both said, "Well, no, we're driving the company truck. We gotta, we gotta get it back." Thank you for the offer, uh, Governor. But uh, we'll we'll take a rain check. So that was my other memorable TV experience. <laughs> Axel, anyway, what about you? Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: so, gosh, guys, I, so I have a couple. One is really sad, and the other one's really funny. So I'm going to start with the sad one, so we end on a happy note. And so I guess I, I should I should um, precede the story by uh, reminding everybody uh, one of the reasons why I came to America to go into broadcast journalism is is because I have always been impressed how in American uh, journalism. Uh, there's a focus on emotions and that's how you grab the viewer's attention. And so I've always appreciated that as opposed to the more sort of um, facts, 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 facts over in Germany, you know, just very, uh, you know, not very interesting to capture the audience's interest. So um, long story short, it was a sad day in, this was in the early 2000s. I was sent out to Cover a crash landing of a helicopter at the Rochester Airport, and that was fine. You know, it was, it was pretty standard. It wasn't uh, an all-out crash. It was just a rough, a rough landing, I guess, of this helicopter. And I got the video, and I think we did a live shot or two. And later, I get, you know, I get back to the station to look at the material. When we learned that uh, the mayor of a small town in the area was in that helicopter and actually died because of the uh, injuries he sustained as part of this hard landing and um before i knew it the boss uh, called me and said uh uh go to his to the mayor's hometown and uh, start talking to his family uh you know about uh about their loved one and that they lost him and, and you know what he meant to them and so forth and um I guess to get right to the bottom of it, I declined, or maybe I should say refused to do the story because I felt it was, it just didn't feel right. You know, these people, this family just learned that their loved one died in this helicopter crash. And I, and I said, the last thing they want to do probably is have a news guy knock on their door, stick a camera and a microphone in their face to, uh, you know, share with the world, um, what kind of guy he was. And, and so I had a long back and forth with colleagues and, and the producer and the news director, and what I was told by all of them over and over is that here in America that is a desire of people to uh, you know when, when that they appreciate the chance to um, tell the world about who they just lost and what they meant to them and so forth. But I, I could not get myself to do it, and so I I, I just declined to do it, and then and, and it was all good in the end. They they accepted that, but. It was just memorable in the sense that you know I, I I pursued this field here in college and then in my professional life for that very reason to to use you know to um, capture the emotions of something as a way to capture the viewer's interest on a on any topic whether it's you know good or bad or funny or serious but in this case I could not get myself to say all right I'm going to knock on their door and I'm going to interview them about this gentleman who just passed away hours earlier so that that always stood out to me and every time i see to this day when i see you know people sharing about uh, loved ones they lost as you know to illness to war to a shooting to whatever i always my mind always goes back to that story and i wonder you know did, did they enjoy doing this did they feel pressure to do this so i don't know
0: I think you made the. I think you made a, the right call, not one that many young reporters would make.
2: Yeah, and I, I was nervous. This was maybe in my second year into my, you know, on-air TV career, and I, and I, but I, I really, I really felt like I had to stick to it. I just, I didn't feel right about it, and in hindsight, I, I, I feel like I made a good decision. So, but I'm gonna segue to a much more, uh, much uh, funnier memory. And that is uh, a, a slow news day. I think we've all we've all had those, right? You know, slow yeah. weather day, all sunshine, seventy degrees, nothing to talk so, about. Those are the best days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slow news day, though, is hard for uh, you know a, a news reporter when you're when you were expected to put together uh, a package. And you know, maybe we should quick explain a package is typically a ninety second or so story that involves narration sound bites and video that you all put together so it takes takes some time to put these together especially back in those days when we didn't have digital editing equipment but long story short it was my turn to uh, fill a couple of minutes of airtime with the package and it was a slow news day nothing happened and so what do you do what's the first thing you do when you just don't know what you might cover you go to the calendar of crazy days And you figure out what what are we celebrating today? Is it Donut Day or is it, you know, uh, Recliner Day or whatever? And it just so happened it was World Toilet Day. World (laughs) Toilet Day. I didn't know what it was. Did a little internet research. And lo and behold, there was actually a Toilet Congress or like a convention congress. I forget what they called it. And uh, I read up about it. And I thought to myself, I'm going to cover this somehow. <laughs> and I don't know what uh, how I ended up finding this golden interview, but long story short, I, I just did a bunch of Googling or did we Google back in those days? I think we did, right? <laughs> um, past, geez,
0: uh, was then. it Yahoos yeah, or it could have been AOL'd? Yahoo? You, yeah. you might have done a bunch of Yahooing. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, long story short, I found a um professional toilet evaluator in the twin cities minneapolis st paul (laughs) and he had a blog and all he did was he would go around to public restrooms and he would describe them in the most uh interesting terms like i mean he was serious about it but it was also kind of sarcastic you know he would say this is This is beautiful, smooth metal, you know, uh, uh, shiny, uh, good curves around that uh, urinal and so forth. And so he did that all over the Twin Cities. And I said, I'm going to call him up and ask him if he would love to come down to Rochester to evaluate a bunch of public restrooms with me. (laughs) And I lucked out, guys. I called him at 9 o'clock after our morning meeting. And um, he said, I'll be down at 1030. You know, it takes about an hour wow. and a half or so to get there. And he came down and we had the grandest time, you guys, <laughs> going all around the Rochester area to parks and we went to um, a couple of schools, I believe. And so I would just film him giving his his reports. And um, it was just that perfect combination of you just you never knew, you know, is he really serious or is he just really funny, like a professional humorist? But it was the best day I can recall in my twenty That's years. And then did business. you did you win an Emmy for that? <laughs> I did not. And the sad thing is, I'm I'm just now, um, last year is when I, when it dawned on me, I should find that story. And I, I don't, I have all my old tapes, but it's not on any of them. So I would love to see that again.
0: Uh, does this guy, uh, is his blog still, is he still blogging this?
2: Have you looked recently? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. So this would have been back in 2000 and Three or so before before, blogs were even before blogs, even. Yeah, so I so yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I need to, I should look them up again.
0: Wow. Uh, I uh, they would never let uh, weathermen near a story like that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and uh it was interesting where you said that he would review stuff and and give uh, uh interesting details it'd be you know like as if three guys watched a bunch of hallmark christmas movies and decided to to talk about it yes yes <laughs> ratings gold it's ratings it's, gold. it's ratings gold exactly. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> well, where are we? Where are we going now? We're now we're gonna transition over to uh, Axel, right? Uh, giving us all his uh, German sayings. We're gonna learn. That's
2: right. Lost in translation.
0: Yes. Sounds great. We'll uh, we'll do that as soon as we come back.
2: All right everybody thanks for sticking with us I thought uh, gentlemen I would introduce you to uh some some uh, peculiar German sayings that I would use all the time back home in Germany and that I use sometimes uh inadvertently here in America as part of my you know conversations in English of course and uh but I'm Yo, so I've been here for 20 years, and I would argue that my English is fairly decent, wouldn't you say so? I'd say
0: it's quite good, yeah. You yeah, know, After
2: all, they, they, they did let me go on camera with it and talk to a few thousand people. Although I recall, before speaking of TV memories, my very first job, I was hired, but it was apparently against the will of the general manager because he thought that this German guy <laughs> – with this heavy accent, would not be found credible in rural Minnesota, where at the time wasn't very international. Uh, so, you know, as I as I chat with friends and coworkers and and so forth, every once in a while, uh, certain German sayings come out of my mouth inadvertently because I say them all the time, and maybe my brain assumes that everybody would understand them and. What I'm going to do with you guys is I have a few of those sayings lined up. I'm going to say them in German. I will give you the exact English translation. And then I would like you to guess what that saying might address or might, what oh my. it might express. Right? All right. Sure. Expressen okay. um, uh, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> so the Deutsch. Yeah. Yeah. So the one saying that... Uh, that got my thoughts rolling on this is um, it, get, it gets me back to actually once again a, a news meeting that we had where we argued over whether we should cover a certain story i don't recall what it was but my reaction was and i'll say it in german das geht doch auf keine kuhhaut now what i just said is that does not go on a cow's skin oh. what do you what do you think i said there <laughs> I'm thinking
0: that it. Uh, I'm thinking that it doesn't seem right. Like something seems off.
2: Yeah, you're you're on the right path. It's it's almost like saying that it's so unbelievable that that's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, and of course, then people say, "Why? Well, what? What? What do you mean by cow skin?" And I didn't know what the what the history of that saying is, but I just looked that up a few minutes ago, and what I learned is. That back in the Middle Ages, apparently there was a theory that the devil would note all your sins on a piece of cow skin, and if your sin was so outrageous, it wouldn't—the devil wouldn't even note it down because it was <laughs> just so bad. So that doesn't go on his cow skin. Wow. Now, uh, others, uh, as you can imagine, being German, there are a lot of sayings that uh, cover the topic of sausage. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's another one. Jetzt geht's um die Wurst. What I just said is now it goes around the sausage.
1: <laughs> around the sausage.
2: <laughs>
1: so um, what's the purpose of that? Is it yeah, yeah boy. Well, it it's gotta on... have
0: something to do with uh
1: Oh, is this a like theme, to t-
0: doesn't
1: it? Yeah, I was gonna
2: say, is this like to tie up the loose ends to seal off the sausage? Uh kinda of, sort of. It's really quite simple. It's it's all or nothing. Now it goes around the sausage. It's all or nothing. Here you go. <laughs> My dad said it all the time. Every year when a new school year started, it says, Son, now it goes around the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on the sausage theme here. This one you might uh uh, maybe you'll get that one. So, German, the German one is um Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei. English? That sounds like a Everyth- dance song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything has an end, but the sausage has two. Oh. So, uh it is I don't know. Any any guesses? Everything yeah. has an end, but a sausage has two.
0: It maybe doesn't Theme as it appears.
2: Ah, I think you're thinking too deep. It is. It is simply <laughs> saying that everything is coming to an end.
0: That is the first mm. time that someone has told me I think too deep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and now the last one for, for on the sausage theme, and this is one of my favorites because my parents uh, said this all the times to all the time to me. They would say. Warum bist du schon wieder eine beleidigte Leberwurst? (laughs) English, why do you have to be an insulted liver sausage? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know they could be insulted. (laughs) And that
1: is... Did did uh, you
0: have, instead of veggie tails in Germany, did you have like sausage (laughs) tails?
2: tails?
0: (laughs) 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 It would be fitting, wouldn't it?
2: (laughs) And And this was the the insulted liver sausage you would essentially call somebody that if they are upset about something or you know you know they didn't agree with your decision or they just weren't uh, on the same page with you, you'd say why why do you have to be an insulted liver sausage why do you, why do you have to be a debbie downer right something like that
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i I would love to see you say that to someone on the street. <laughs>
1: I'm sure that uh, we, yeah, I'm sure we've said some weird stuff here back to you too, Axel. Like, what does that mean? You're gonna borrow me your car? No. It's I not. know. I know. Anyway.
2: Well, and that and that brings up another um, uh, fun series of sayings where it's it's essentially the same thing, but it uses different um, different um, objects. So one example would be here. You guys say, "Let's kill two birds with one stone," right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Germany, we say, "Let's." Let's kill two flies with one whack. Oh,
1: okay. That makes that makes more sense and is
2: probably a little <laughs> better
1: than killing two birds. A little bird bit more realistic,
2: I guess. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait does Does anyone say let's kill two flies with one sausage? <laughs> no, no, that has not happened. <laughs> okay.
2: But you could bite the dust right here in America. You bite yeah. the dust yeah. in Germany. You bite the grass. Oh. Huh. <laughs> I wonder you, why those are
1: different. Oh, interesting.
2: If you really annoy me, then gaze to me often cakes. You're going on my cookie. <laughs> going what on your cookie? Just... <laughs> yeah, you just you you're going on my cookie. <laughs> uh, then there is the concept of the angsthase, that is a fear rabbit. That's when you're easily scared. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to think. Isn't there something that you have here too, like a, a scared, like a scaredy cat, I guess, scaredy right? cat. Yeah, scaredy we have yeah. scaredy yep. cat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Versus a fear rabbit. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um. Then there's a funny one here. Du bist das Gelbe vom Ei. You are the yellow from the egg.
0: Oh well, that's got to be something like you brighten my. You're like. You got yeah. that's got to be reserved for someone special, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. You're essentially <laughs> saying you're all, you're all I'm looking for, something yeah. like that.
0: The yellow of my egg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, let me a couple more here before we wrap it up. Um this one you might be able to guess. Uh, so German is uh, ich glaub mein schwein pfeift. English is I think my pig whistles. and
1: this is an actual saying it is yes i think my pig whistles so Uh, what is it is it something does your pig have gas
2: well (laughs) i wonder i wonder if it's uh, related to uh your expression of um when pigs fly okay right because uh, i would you would say it if you say you know i believe i'm dreaming i can't believe I'm seeing mm-hmm. this, that sort of thing. Mm, like my big okay. whistles. Uh, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and let's see here. Lastly, let's do um, Du hast einen Sprung in der Schüssel. English, you have a crack in your dish. Ooh, that
0: seems like bad luck.
2: Yeah,
1: I was gonna
0: say that, that like seems weird? like a, a mirror, like a mirror breaking
1: is seven years bad luck. You know. I was gonna say it's an insult, like uh, you're losing your marbles or something like yep. that. Ooh, so you are right
2: on the money, Joe. It's uh, saying you're crazy, and and there are different variations. You could say you have a loose screw. I think you say that yep. too here, don't yep. you? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one would be um, you don't have all your cu- you don't have all your cups in your cupboard. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'll I'll close I'll close quick here with a, a, a quite an embarrassing um, statement I made to my wife many many years ago. And uh, in my defense, I had just met her maybe a few years prior or a couple of years prior. And I came home and I told her that she was re- I loved her and that she was really pudgy. <laughs> And I thought that pudgy was a term of endearment. And here I came uh, to learn that my co-workers had tricked me to make (laughs) me believe that this was a term (laughs) of endearment. So I tell her that, and all I hear is, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) How how do you
0: say uh, that? How do you say pudgy in German?
2: Ooh, I guess I would say, I guess, I mean, now that I know what it means, I guess I would say, du bist ganz schön pummelig. (laughs) <laughs> Puchy, <pummeling. Yeah. laughs> so i so i think
0: we we should probably throw out a challenge to all of our listeners to use one of these sayings in a meeting yeah. next
2: get, week get
1: yeah. these to catch on here in this country yes. yes. and then yes. and
0: then you can post on our facebook
2: uh
0: page uh how it went over
1: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it goes to show even after 20 years in this country i um Sometimes inadvertently and sometimes on purpose, uh, employ some of these sayings. Well,
1: wow. it's very cool. It's good to hear you speak some German and and uh, learn a little bit more about the the sayings of of your home country and how we can compare them to our country and some of the weird things that we end up saying.
3: Yeah,
1: cool. Okay, right.
0: that gets us to uh, to the lightning round, right?
1: Last stop. Yep. Last stop. Last lightning, lightning round. round.
0: Okay, when we come back, get ready guys. It's gonna be tough. Okay. Are you guys ready for the lightning round? Bring it. Super ready. Okay. Okay. So I actually following the critique that maybe sometimes this isn't so lightning, I generally these are yes or no questions. And the and the theme of today's lightning round is take it or leave it from twenty twenty. So ah. This is something from 2020 that you are going to have to say, I want to keep it or no way, no how. Okay. All right. So Joe, we're going to start with you lightning round, take it or leave it one way aisles and stores.
1: Oh, leave it.
0: Okay. Axel sourdough Uh, bread. Leave it. It tastes good. Wait, were you going to debate Joe's answer?
2: I was. I was, but this is a lightning round. I'm reminding myself.
0: (laughs) And and my guess is that you, you like the one way aisles? I do not.
2: I do not. Oh, okay.
1: I have some challenges with them, but I like the idea. If you've ever been the cheese aisle, the dairy aisle at a certain grocery store chain, uh, it is by far the most packed one. There's a certain grocery store on a major artery here in town. Uh, really, that needs to be one way all the time or else make a bigger aisle. <laughs> so maybe only one way cheese aisles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Joe, Netflix binging.
1: Oh, shh. Sure, that, that can continue. Let's let's leave that. Hey, speaking of
0: Netflix binging, little tangent here. I know this is in the lightning round, but I have started binging uh, with my family. Madam Secretary. Have you guys seen Madam Secretary? Well, I've sure. heard about it. Is it yeah,
3: good? The, the it is.
0: Yeah, I really like it. It's very mm-hmm. good. Highly recommend it. Okay, uh, Axel, six feet apart in line.
2: Six feet apart in lines. Uh, leave it for now. I think there's some good science behind it.
0: Okay, Joe, hand sanitizer stations in public. Oh, that's always a good idea. I'd leave those. Yeah. I didn't say these were hard questions. In those <laughs> cases. Uh, Axel, middle seats empty on airplanes.
2: Absolutely, and if I had my choice, let's do that forever. Yeah, well, that is the question.
0: Uh, <laughs> Joe, work from home.
1: This is a challenge i will say who yes i i do miss the office but let's leave it
2: you, okay. you're saying you're seeing you're saying leave it monday tuesday wednesday thursday no i fridays oh yeah exactly no we can keep doing
1: uh work from home i think there are advantages um uh, there's certain advantages and disadvantages to working from home but yes let's let's leave it okay Axel,
0: Zoom family gatherings.
2: Haven't had a single one, so I'm going to take a pass. Okay. Joe, comfortable pants.
1: <laughs> That's good anytime, pandemic or not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's keep those. Yeah. Okay. What if I would have said suits? Oh, uh, then I would probably say, yeah, let's leave those behind because I'm trying to think the last time I put both on a suit oh yeah when I went to, to campus to, uh, probably oh yeah two Hand months ago I don't masks. so yeah that's the last time I wore
2: one
0: uh, Axel curbside pickup from Target or other stores
2: leave it I love it I have fallen in love with it big yeah, time Yeah, boy that is good
0: yeah yep. Joe online meetings yeah I'll leave them that uh, there
2: can be efficient yep
0: I, I say leave those Axel a cleared calendar
2: Ooh, leave it. It's good for the soul and the mind.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe, distance learning.
1: Ooh, that's a hard one too. Some people like it, a lot of people don't. I would say uh, when it's as safe as it can be, uh, ditch it. Distance learning, um, it's it's for a select few who want it, but it shouldn't be a, a one size fits all. Okay, Axel, stimulus checks
2: oh uh i'll take him
1: (laughs) you're giving me free money sure
0: (laughs) uh joe face masks you know
1: okay keep them through the pandemic for sure until until we're safe after that we can sunset them that said you know back before this all happened, you would see people walking through the hallways or walking through airports or various areas, sometimes wearing a mask and you're going like, are we really that dirty? Are we really that infected that people are that scared? And now I understand why. So um, so yeah, I, I'm ready for them to be gone, uh, but let's keep them until we're in the all clear. Okay. Uh, Axel, uh, having
0: uh, Dining in your car, right? Because all you can get is takeout. So, you know, uh, if you're on a date, dining in oh, your sure. car.
2: Yep. Uh, that's a, it's a Yeah. Let's let's keep it. It's uh, probably the best way to have a date these days.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe, hand washing for 20 seconds.
1: That's good. Yes. We should have been doing it before this. Keep it. Keep it. Leave it.
0: <laughs> okay. And final one, Axel, unpaid vacation
2: unpaid vacation
0: Um, also known as a furlough (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) uh when 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 those right (laughs) you know uh we you know we lucked out i lucked out it was a nice stretch of some alone time and recharge time but of course there comes a point when you're like eh, i can't do this anymore i need a paycheck so
1: mm-hmm.
2: Very true. yep moderation everything mod- in mod- moderation yes yes
0: okay gentlemen that's our that's our uh lightning round around keep or toss from 2020 and i think i think as we've been talking about this we're going to try and build on some of these uh throughout the Next years, we do these podcasts uh, and and maybe give some helpful hints on things that we found helpful. Uh, a little bit of news you can use, if you will.
2: That's a great idea. And uh, Adam, you uh, you mentioned uh, our Facebook page earlier. We should give that a, a healthy plug here. We should. We're on Facebook. Um, and what <laughs> uh, what do people look for?
0: I think that, I think you can search in other news podcast. I haven't actually tried this now. you you caught me a little bit off guard, but, (laughs) but I think if you search in other news podcast, it will come up to us and you can uh, post your comments, uh, post your ideas, post, post what you think we should keep and toss and you know, five people will
1: read those comments. (laughs) yeah it's uh in other news dash the podcast if you are uh looking exactly for on facebook and and don't forget to you know listen to us wherever you get your podcasts uh what was it apple podcast i think we're on spotify spotify
0: we're on all the channels and uh and hey if if you like it you know there's there's nothing stopping you from giving us a five-star rating uh if it's anything less than that, don't take the time to do it. <laughs> don't write us. Yes, it takes too much. <laughs> takes too much effort. Then, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, they're going to ask you a bunch of questions like, why only four? Why only three? Yeah, so, right. Really, yeah. to save you some time, we're trying to help you out. Just save you time. Just click five stars, and we'll we'll be done with it. <laughs>
0: good advice, gentlemen.
1: Uh, hey, it's been good talking to you. Good talking to
0: everyone who's listening. We. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in and hope you got uh, at least a little bit of uh, a smile out of this podcast. So until next time, we'll see you later. See you
1: later. Happy New Year.